Are you ready to be inspired? Passionate Lives podcast aims to raise awareness of mental health issues by challenging and inspiring you to live your life with passion. Now, here's your host, Tris Reddick. Thank you very much, Tris. Isn't it great to actually see somebody's passion come to life? And, you know, the passionate series of books, passionate parents, passionate people, and linked into depression and mental health. So we're actually not born depressed. It's learned behavior along the way, or it's a situational behavior. And sometimes we, we overlook it. We overlook the, the indicators, we overlook the challenges that some people are facing until the proverbial hits the fan. And I think when you've actually experienced it and been through it yourself, it no longer becomes empathy. It actually becomes a realisation that it can happen to anybody. And especially if you're a small business owner. <laughs> Would you agree with that? Absolutely. <laughs> we magnify the challenges in life. So on my own personal journey, um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was eight years old. I was absolutely soccer mad when I was that age, of course, uh, being English. And uh, I would play soccer all day long. However, one day I was playing and my ball burst. I was devastated. Well, what am I going to do? I didn't have any money to to get another uh, football. But what I did have was I had a billy cart at home. So I went home, I put a flat top on my billy cart and I went to meet the hordes of coaches that arrived in Blackpool, a seaside resort every day. And I offered to take the visitors and their luggage on a guided tour to their hotel. And in return, they gave me their loose change. So obviously at that age, you don't know you're being entrepreneurial or applying entrepreneurial thinking. You're just going through the process of trying to get another football. (laughs) And... As life went on, I believe you're a product of your environment, so Blackpool, tourist destination, six million visitors a year uh, for a population of about five or 600,000. So it, it was always about providing service and, and, and asking people for their pound or dollar. So I grew up in that environment, and obviously the education system is there to produce good tax-paying citizens. <laughs> And sometimes being an entrepreneur um, rubs against the grain there. And the other point being, and I was absolutely crushed here, was when my career officer said, Alan, you're not good enough to play number nine for Arsenal. No. <laughs> I was crushed. So I was told that I need to get my career on track. I need to become an engineer and have a job for life. Nice steady trade, job for life. So I dropped all my aspirations of being a soccer player and became an engineer. And then Maggie Thatcher decided she was going to intervene in my chosen career path. And she decided that the unions were too strong a movement and uh, were causing havoc with productivity. So she was going to break them and break them she did. And then she broke the steel industry and the coal industry and the engineering industry because for the first time ever, indentured apprentices had nowhere to go. 
So my aspirations of being an engineer and my not chosen career path, but my forced career path, and then at the end of it, no, it was about what I wanted. So I could have done my final year at, uh, at college and, uh, and, and become an engineer, which I hated with a passion. So I followed my other passion, and that was business. I went out and I knocked on a few doors and asked if I could clean their windows. And surprisingly, a number of them said yes. So that was easy. So I knocked on a few more doors as I was cleaning their windows. And within four weeks, I'd built up a business that was triple the income that I'd been earning as an apprentice. I started at eight o'clock in the morning and I finished at two o'clock and was the first one in the pub every day. That's a win. <laughs> it's showing a bit now. <laughs> But again, that gave me that, you know, that taste of, of self-employment, that taste of business. However, life comes along, doesn't it? And I met a young lady and we had children and that desire to be in the pub by two o'clock in the day sort of was taken away from me. <laughs> and you have to have that regular income. So I went out and started my career again. I came involved in manufacturing, I bought my first house, I was being a good citizen and a good taxpayer and I was getting ahead. Wow, I have never been so miserable in all of my life. And it was when I was coming home after doing the three jobs that I'd been doing that week because we were progressing in life, that I fell asleep at the wheel and the ripple strip on the motorway uh, woke me up before I crashed into the barrier at 100 miles an hour. Wow, I think that was the wake-up call. I went home. Unfortunately, my desire to keep things going um, had a massive effect on my marriage at the time, and I left that night. No more. It's not worth dying over. However, I still had to thrive in life as usual, and, um, but I decided that I was going to start another business. So I looked at franchising. Franchising is great if you are one of those people who can just follow a set of rules, not think, not deviate from those rules. Fantastic for ex-military people, and I'm used to that kind of discipline. But for an entrepreneur and a creator like me, no, I couldn't do that. So I went out and I started again knocking on doors and um, I offered to deliver soft drinks and crisps and snacks to people's homes and, and I started my next business. Still had my job for that income and still had my ex-wife and children to, to pay for as well so you know couldn't just go all in but I was out almost free again and then I was made redundant from the night shift. Wow you know how much bad luck can somebody have or is it just life you know it throws curlies at you and you have to get used to change. So I put more time into my business it took off but I wanted to have a holiday. So I asked a friend of mine to look after the business while I took an extended holiday. When I came back, he didn't have the passion for the people and the process that I had. And my business was destroyed. Three weeks and he managed to totally destroy it. That's how careful you have to be when you get involved with other business partners. Yes. So the reason for, for Telling that story is a case of when you know your passion, when you know what actually makes you happy every single morning, do more of it and spend your life doing it. And 
for Tris. He's developed the book Passionate Parents, um, the Passionate series, and I applaud him and thank you very much for letting me be a part of it. Thank you, Tris. You have been listening to the Passionate Lives podcast with Tris Reddick. For more information on what we do, check out our website at passionatelives.com.au or send us an email to admin at passionatelives.com.au.